Oh my God. What up? Y'all know what time it is. Talking Normie's podcast. This week we're talking about Big Mouth. I got the hormone monster up there. I think this show is kind of weird, but we got a couple of fans on about it, so we're going to talk about it and see what's up. So let's get it. Oh my God. And today we're doing introductions because we got some new rosters up on here, but I'm sure y'all all know who everybody is because y'all been paying attention. So straight across from me, we got... Haley. Woo. What's up? Oh my God. And Caddy Corner to me, we have... Uh, Hannah, not Marquetta. <laughs> Yes, this is this is not Marquette. Do not be confused. <laughs> that happens a lot. Weird. And uh, right to, next to me on the old left hand side, we got Marquetta. Oh not my Hannah. god! Drum roll. You know, I've got the buttons. Technically, I could just program a drum roll in. But I have all these other buttons over here for fun clips from the TV show. So oh, okay. occasionally, I'm going to play one of those clips and then ask you guys to, you know, tell me what you think about it or tell me which clip it is. That's about it. Um, fun fact, most of all of it is a hormone monster stuff because it's the funniest yes. stuff. So Agreed. we're going to start off with talking about Big Mouth. Marquette's over here manning the comments. So if you guys got anything fun to say to us, let us know. We're also going to be trying to do call-ins later on. That'll be, you know, in the second half how we do. And you guys can tell us how you feel about either puberty or Big Mouth. I mean, they're kind of one and the same, aren't they? For sure. So starting off, I have to keep my notes on deck. <clears throat> First, let's talk about how everybody felt about the show. And let's just start with Haley and work our way around. Well, my first impression was it was a little odd. And I wasn't really sure that I was going to like it. That was just the first episode, raw impression. But my best friend Keith told me about it. He's been raving to me about it. And he said, it's hilarious. You just got to get into it. Get past the first two episodes and you'll be hooked. And I was. And I think at the beginning, it was more so so that he and I could talk about it. Like, mm -hmm. and have a conversation about mostly the hormone monster and the hormone monstrous. You know, Connie, she's hilarious. And I just really, like, like related to the humor as an adult you know because like puberty was awful and awkward and horrible I feel like for everybody and I don't think I would have enjoyed it as a kid or like going through puberty I think it would have made me feel more awkward and horrible about the whole situation because okay. it was like putting it on broadcast but like as an adult after going through it I felt like it was really relatable and being like oh my god like I remember all this I don't want to relive that time it was mm -hmm. just awful <laughs> all right hannah what about you how do you feel about big mouth so i feel kind of the almost the same um i think like, i think back to like your comment about uh how when you were a kid it would have made you feel weird yeah. but if i had seen that shit as a kid i would have felt so much better about everything i was going through um because puberty is weird and gross and disgusting and so is the show but looking back like it's it's kind of nostalgic for me um what? Siri has been activated. She is fucking listening. Closer, closer down. Is that even possible? <laughs> Yo, just just as a shout out to the Apple products. I hate this computer. Uh, continue saying what you were saying about how awkward and weird and gross puberty is. And looking back on that as an adult now, I, it's it's just it's that nostalgia factor. I think that's why I enjoy it so much because it's like, oh, I can relate to this character. I remember when I felt that way. And as a grown up, if I can call myself that, as a grown up now. <laughs> Um, I, I see like the humor, the silver lining. Yeah, solid. Also, Hannah, uh, were you talking to the front of your microphone? I forgot to mention that, but if you look, it's got little words in the front. I got you. I, I'm coming all the way over. It's right oh. there. Yeah. <laughs> Where all that phlegm came from. Ah, Delicious. Uh, and if you need to tighten it up, there's a little screw over there. Uh, the illustrious Marquetta, how do you feel about the show? Hello, guys. I think this show is just okay. And I'm mainly in this in this um, podcast to, to mod the chat, so please don't kill me because I don't love the show. I think it was okay. We still love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how it's supposed it, to work. I think it was fine. It's just the, Nick Kroll's humor is just so far away from what I enjoy that it's just not a show for me. But yeah. I understand the appeal and understand the importance of it in, you know, for, for children, especially in a country that doesn't have good sex ed. Okay, yeah. calm down. Calm down. You're right. But, You're not you know, wrong. Calm down. You're not wrong. <laughs> so um, I watched all of the show, all of season one, all of season two, and it really didn't 
Like, I maybe laugh four entire times. I don't think it's that funny. Nick Crawl isn't that funny to me. I watched the league and I didn't think Nick Crawl's that funny. I've seen things from the Nick Crawl show. I don't think Nick Crawl's funny. And this whole entire premise is about being funny. That being said, I do get the point. I do get why people like it. Uh, there's a lot of things in season two that I think are like kind of important to see. We're going to be talking about those things later. But like the um, the Korean spy episode with like how people feel about their body image, I think that was important for people to see. And I think the one about Planned Parenthood is just like obviously important. Like if I'm running a sex ed class, well, let's just watch this. And then let's like have a conversation about it. This is also probably why I don't run sex ed classes. Also, not really a teacher. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. And I, I see where it makes sense for it to exist. But, like, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm saying it's not for adults. I'm just saying it ain't for me. That's all. Also, if you're listening and you're going through puberty, it is weird. But it's not really weird. You're supposed to be weird. And it's gross. But it's also supposed to be gross. Because yeah. life is gross. Yeah, so. life is gross. The grossness never stops. No, it does not. <laughs> In fact, you just kind of get used to it as an adult. And then you get grosser and grosser. So there you go. True story. <laughs> so with that being said, let's press a button and see what fucking happens. Fallopian. What a savory word. Describes exactly what it is. You know what I mean? Okay, I should tell you. This is school, and we need boundaries. If you want me to go away, you know what you have to do. <sighs> Jerk off. Jerk off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Let's go to the bathroom and climax into that thin toilet paper. See, like I think it's funny because it's like super off the wall, but like I never really got me like. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Does anybody know that scene? Oh, yeah. It's when they're in class and they're learning about the female anatomy and the female sex organs. And he's getting turned on, essentially, by him talking about it in a certain type of way, even though it's not really fallopian. It's not sexy at all. (laughs) It's like not a sexy part of the female anatomy. It's all internal. Like it says you, you don't know what turn these guys on. (laughs) Marquette, you said somebody that said something. Yes, there before we. Get back to this topic. There are a couple of people who are still confused about who is in this podcast, and the introduction wasn't apparently uh, enough. So. The, the introduction wasn't enough. Okay, well, guys that are still <laughs> confused, this is Haley. You can watch Haley on the Normies channel. She is on what show is it right now? Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Parks yep. and Rec. Uh, see, she's a nurse, so she can relate to Anne. She's on. She's the Anne of the group. <laughs> And this is Hannah. I kind of feel like y'all should know Hannah. Yes, She's on Vikings. I she agree. has played Sansa in a skit before. She was there for uh, Walking Dead before. You're there for. I was in so the Suicide Squad. Sk- <laughs> Suicide Squad skit. Yeah, that was but my debut. Has been around for a minute, so <laughs> it's been a people have years. people have mostly been wondering about Haley. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. That Sorry, guys. So there we go. This is Haley. She is the newest addition to the group. She is also AJ's, AJ's girlfriend. girlfriend. Yay. Uh-oh. <laughs> that's not her only claim to fame. She is also a mom, so she is the most adult of us all. No, <laughs> I don't know about that. Eh, Three, boys. Three boys. Three yeah. boys. Mom and hard. Nice. They were like, just beat the shit out of each other. Is that what kids do? Yes. I don't understand. Nice. That's what I would they really Well, that's do. what I did when I was younger. So It's their favorite thing. Yeah. It's really fucking fun. So, um... Uh, yeah, hormone monster getting uh, Andrew to jerk off in school. Is that, is that the humor that does it for you guys? Also, anybody listening, if you guys want to call in and tell us about the first time you jerked off in school, don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> Please don't. So moving on to the next topic. Um, what is the show about to you? Is it more about the comedy? Is it about the story? Or is it just trying to help people get through a rough point in time in life? Like, is it for the adults to look back and reflect on? Or is it for people going through it right now? Or is it literally just Nick Crawl trying to say the grossest shit he can possibly say while also having a message? I feel like it could be a little bit of both for kids and adults. Like we kind of touched on that with the first uh, question. Like I feel like I relate to it more as an adult. And she thought that, you know, Hannah thought it would help when she was a kid to see this, like make her feel better about like what she was going through. So I, I guess for me, it was kind of like mixed like, I, I personally think I relate to it more as an adult looking back, like the nostalgia feeling. But I, I also get her point, like saying that it would have made me feel a little better knowing like this is totally normal that because they don't tell you that stuff in sex ed. They tell you like 
the literal and the physical and that's it like yeah like my sex ed was basically the sex ed from mean girls it's like if you have sex you will get pregnant and and die die. oh my god like that was and they don't really touch on the emotional side like they touch on pms very lightly for females oh they didn't mention it in my class at all literally like my version of the talk with my mom was one day you're it's gonna feel like you're gonna you need to shit your pants and (laughs) there's gonna be blood in your underwear and you're gonna eat taco bell and that's that way to go mom yeah that's pretty that's pretty solid i don't know um well i guess then that kind of spirals into a question that's not being said and not that i'm trying to segue or anything but like did anybody get to talk like properly or was it all through school because i got mine (laughs) i got mine in school (laughs) and that one was kind of reasonable like it was pretty good but like i had it from my mom and then i also had a very disturbing conversation with my father uh, while visiting him in prison, it was good times. Oh, I guess that's where I got part of my talk at, and it was the talk about hey, that could don't go drink good off. in the show. That's it could <laughs> that would in fit show. in the show. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. I um, think. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, just so I remember, I was really, really young, like probably around six or seven years old. We were watching the King and Queen, and. They were playing paintball and one of the main characters like shot his wife and she's like, no sex for you tonight. And I was like, mom, dad, what's sex? And my mom sat me down and she's like, it's something that mommy and daddy do when they love each other. And, ah. that, and that was that. And yeah. then years later, when I'm like 17 years old, my mom thinks I'm out having like premarital sex and I'm going to go to hell. Most all sex is premarital, but yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, she, that's in a very simple term. She's like, you know, the Bible doesn't say anything against masturbation and that was literally it really yeah so my my dad is like a church dude he was like so you think masturbation's okay and i was like i don't know and he's like well if the answer is i don't know it's probably no and then he was like it's kind of like male abortion if you think about it and i was like dude (laughs) that's a stretch from a motherfucker i love you dad if you're listening you know i love you but he's in prison i'm like come on (laughs) what do you mean like come on like Back Everybody's it up with the morals a you, little bit. What do, you, what do you want? I mean, it oh, might not, be. The, not that he's in prison. He's done something wrong, so I can't believe it. But I said he's in prison where everybody's jerking off twenty four seven. I imagine. Right. So, I mean, what are we talking about here? I mean, I don't know necessarily like context wise, but I don't lose anything that would be considered like life giving by reaching an orgasm on my own. Well, fair enough. Right, so. Marquetta, <laughs> did you get the talk in the old check lands? I did not get to talk. I was bleeding out of nowhere, and I thought I was going to die. Oh, no. I know a lot of women that that, that happened yeah. to. Please, parents, talk to your children. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. very important. You I, know, this brings up a point to the show. Is I feel like, like women going through puberty is like this whole fucking ordeal. And for dudes, literally, I think, like Jesse says this in the beginning of the show, it's just like, hey, you're a boy now. Like you, Your penis is hard, and you can totally jerk off. And it's just fucking fun times from there on but it's also dealing with like testosterone and wanting to like absolutely fuck shit up which is and they get into that in the show later on too but yeah kind of sounds like it's hard for y'all yeah it's rough i didn't really get a proper talk like my dad after shortly after i got my first boyfriend like he walks into my bedroom which you know was odd because my dad normally we never had like those little heart-to-heart powwow talks and you could like just feel the mood in the air like you know, it was just like this really weird vibe. And he came in and he almost was like a pale pasty green. And he was like, we need to talk. Uh, you you have a boyfriend now. Um, y- your mother's told me that you have your uh, <clears throat> uh, cycle. <laughs> your cycle. And I was like, dad, it- it's fine. I know all about sex. I've, you know, read about it in books. I know what happens. Like, I'm on birth control. You're good. How old were you? And he was like, oh, thank God. I mean, I was like 16, 17. So I was like about the appropriate age, you know. But like, I I learned about sex like really early on, like just from, you know, television and, and books. Like, I was like a very curious child. I would just go to the library and check out a book. And, you know, at the school I went to, they did not monitor what books second, third, and fourth graders checked out, and I just read about it on my own, and I was like, oh, okay. So essentially, like, if the show was on for you, then you'd have been like, ah, I kind of know all this stuff already. So yeah. maybe it would have been kind of a hindsighty type of thing for you to watch, knowing it, like, if you'd have seen it when you are like, 16 or so, you know? Right, but even so, like, the emotional, like, feel behind it, like, probably would have been helpful. You, you know, like, the, I, I knew, like, the, the literal and the, like, the scientific things about it but like just knowing that wow everyone feels like their whole life has been turned upside down and that's okay yeah so there is an interesting question in the chat that says um do you think then that is the way to go about this with cartoons 
Question, question, question marks. As in like should sex ed be points. told through cartoons? Um, so, so that, you know, if our parents, we agreed, have done a poor job at introducing <laughs> us to the world. My parents did okay. I give them like a solid B minus. Um, what else? So this cartoon is an alternative. Is this an, an, is this a good substitution? Um, no. So I, don't, yeah. I don't think it's a good substitution. It would be like a good afterthought to, to just be like, hey, like all these feelings, like we've said over and over, are normal. It's okay that you're feeling this way, but I, I still think it's important for parents to like have an actual talk with their kids and, and tell them those exact things too, you know, not just hey, this is sex and this is what can happen. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's this horrible thing. Don't do it. But more like the... Like comprehensive sex. Right, I mean, right, absolutely. I ain't got no kids, but I plan on when I do, I'm be like, yo, allow me to tell you the proper... Like, let me tell you what people should have told me and let me just fucking lay it out for you. <laughs> like, this is what it is. These are the hard facts. These are the rules. And here's a little bit of the emotional shit too. Because like, right. growing up, I didn't just hear it from like my dad or my mom. Like, I lived in Gary and like the life expectancy for the average black male in Gary at the time was 23. So people are just telling you shit that you need to fucking know essentially. And like, like old motherfuckers that would like hang out on the corner and shit would be like, yeah, let me tell you about these girls out here. And you'd get like the worst fucking sex ed advice ever. Mm -hmm. One dude was like, you know, like the type of shit, like, you know, she can't get pregnant if she's on top, man. It's just gravity. And it's like, oh, oh, Lord, motherfuckers don't know what they're talking about. And like, I'm a kid. So like yeah. now I've gotten it. My mom has told me some stuff. My dad has told me some stuff. My friends have told me some stuff. I've heard shit from people out on the streets. And it's like, if you don't have one person to be like, hey, allow me to tell you about all the bullshit you're going to hear. And let me tell you the real shit. Then like, mm -hmm. it's just going to get fucking muddy. Thank God I ain't never get a girl pregnant because of gravity. Yeah. Well, because the thing is, it's like, I've, I've heard that too. Um, now, I don't necessarily think, because kind of like to backpedal a little bit, this is not a kid's show. Like, no, you don't no, think so at all? I, Absolutely not. I, but realistically speaking, I look back to when I was as young as probably like 11, 12 year old, 12 years old, and what I was watching and what my friends are watching. So it's like kids absolutely are watching this, but I don't think they were the intended audience. Yeah. Well, um, so I thought that, but then with the episode in season two where they do the whole Planned Parenthood thing, where they explain what parent, Planned Parenthood does, when they explain what uh, STDs are, mm -hmm. when they explain like all these things, I kind of feel like that function is 100% for people that are like in the age of like between like 13 and 16. Well, like I, that's the shit you need to know. I see what you're saying, but I also think that like they're especially not to get all fuck, not to get all uh, political on you, but like there's a lot of misunderstand like a lot of people don't know what Planned Parenthood yeah. they just think it's like an abortion factor and I mean right? they mentioned the liberal agenda in that episode yeah. specifically. Yeah. so yeah you're yeah. right about that I just for me that's what that's where I kind of start seeing it as is like oh like if you're in that. high school and you watch this shit maybe you'll learn something but to like take it a step further and I think like even the oranges and the new black touched on this um there are so many grown ass people that don't know the difference between like a vulva and a vagina. Oh, yeah. But, and honestly, this, I, I saw a meme forever ago. This show is meant for people that were failed by the educational system, like okay. the American educational system. Because as education becomes more accessible to people, birth rates drop and yep. people start making smarter decisions. And people get less right. of the old STDs. You have enlightened me. Yeah, Fan, I, I mean, never thought of it that way. Like, it, just on the medical side of that, like I've been training an employee before how to do what's called a an in and out cath, it's when someone is unable to urinate on their own and mm -hmm. we have to place a catheter in their ureter to help drain their bladder. And I'm training this girl, and I'm not gonna mention her name, I don't wanna embarrass anybody or call anyone out, but she was trying to place the catheter in the clitoris. And I'm like, you, you, that's not, yeah, that's where not you where urinate from that's completely different and she was like it isn't Holy and i was shit. like oh my god get out of this room i'll yeah. do this i'll talk to you in a minute like no you shit. know but it's like it's that simple yeah. people don't realize that you have like the vagina like you know your ureter where you pee from and like your clitoris and See, they're three separate things mm -hmm. once again that's, that's like a whole you need like a fucking roadmap of middle earth to like understand female genitalia yeah i mean well, like it's more dude, complicated like than people penis, balls right yeah it's more complicated than people think you know like with the male anatomy you have like you have one hole one tube semen and urine same thing like there's no very different. efficient it is the best it's very efficient <laughs> Honestly, if I could have a dick, I would. <laughs> so, it seems so much easier. Yes. Damn, this is like Absolutely. two podcasts in a row where we've mentioned dicks a lot. With that being said, we're moving on to the next button and the next topic. This is what women do. We suck up all the bullshit that the world dumps up on us and keep smiling through it all in our boxy ass dresses. 
Connie, laying it down. Yep. I wish I had a Connie growing up. Yes. Yeah. I so desperately wish she, I had a she just lays it out. She's so real really? about everything. Because I kind of feel like every boy has a Maurice. Like it's just the inside of your brain that says, like mm-hmm. your first, like whenever you enter a situation, like your first thought is always something terribly gross. And you have to like filter that all the way down to being mm-hmm. like, hello. <laughs> and to a certain extent, like, so I remember the episode when uh, Jesse's getting in a fight with her mom and Connie's like, call her by her first name. Yeah. It's like, I did that shit. <laughs> and I'd be like, Sherry, get out of my room. And it, God. So in a way, I did have a Connie, but like the, the most recent episode when she's talking to Nick and she's like, you know, some aloe and a cold compress for your yeah. making breasts. It's just like, so for me, like my PMS, like my boobs will swell like a, like a fucking cup size. Like I've shit hurts. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't know how to make it go away. Right. And my mom and I just, we didn't have those conversations. Right. So having somebody to kind of like give me the advice and kind of teach me about my own body would have been really helpful because yeah. up yeah. until I was like maybe 14 years old, hell, I honestly, I don't even know if that's the right age. I didn't even know there was three holes down there because right. that's just not shit they really teach you. Right. Yep. Well, I mean, in, that's bizarre in a, to me. It, it is bizarre because it's kind of important to know like just I mean, your own anatomy. It's just like, biology class we had a whole segment for like human biology oh, i thought girls peed out of their butts for years i mean <laughs> you know years. i mean this is where you like tune in and pay extra attention like how do they just like not tell you guys that in school no I, in, I got it i got sex ed in junior high and i got it in high school but and i'm not talking school, about sex ed this is literally human biology anatomy. Well, oh, well i didn't i never took anatomy once i got all the way through fucking life and never took an anatomy class they, I know it though. Um, so I think, like they talked to in my biology class, they discussed you know the uterus and the fallopian tubes and kind mm-hmm. of like the menstrual cycle, you know, very surface level. But right. have you guys ever seen the movie Teeth? Yeah, oh my yes. god, we just watched it not that long ago. It's fucking so, balls. like the the idea of showing a, an actual you know vulva, you know they they covered that up. Like there's. With oh that yeah, sticker. that's right. Um, so did that, but did that actually happen? I thought that was like an exaggeration. So I think it happens in the South. Yes. The thing is, though, like Jesus. there's not an image of it in textbooks at all to no. even be covered. And I mean, I think I can't really speak to like the regular classes because I'm a, I'm a huge nerd. I took all of the AP classes, so it did you was get a it in l- AP? Huh. <laughs> It was advanced placement classes, like college prep No, no, classes. no. I mean, I'm saying, but like, did they show like the pictures? In yeah, AP? yeah. So, I feel like it was a little more in depth. I don't know if it was just because it was a more advanced level. That's that's fucking wild. Yeah, it, it was weird. So yeah, like I mean, but yeah, they don't show it. They really don't. One and, of the one of our um, viewers says that in his class they separated boys and girls when explaining the parts down there. Yeah, the boys learned about boy parts and girls learned. No, about they didn't do that for us. They did that for us in the fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade. See, we were in, young. In fifth grade, for me, they, we were all in the same room together. I think we were. Fuck, were we? Holy shit! I need to call some of the homies and ask them. But that brings us all the way to another point, which I'm trying to stay on topic, but we're just gonna kind of let it fucking flow. So if we get off track again, I don't really give a shit. Second question is: uh, Has the show ever gone too far? There are a handful of issues some people might have with the show, mainly the depiction of nudity in the younger characters, even the older ones, like when Nick Dad pulls out his dick that one time. Uh, is it going too far in doing that, or is it right? Um, is it doing the right thing? The thing is, so I, and part of the reason why I enjoy this show is each character. It reminds me of somebody that I actually grew up with. Okay, like this is some. I, I don't think the show is ever, you know, I'm not saying it's never gratuitous, but when it comes to things like nudity and even like gross humor, like you brought up the the skull fucking earlier. <laughs> Garrison Keillor. I knew like I sat at lunch with people that made those jokes. Like that was that was just commonplace, gross, like 13, 14 year old humor. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like I. I fucking I if, yeah. at the time I probably would have thought that shit was funny. Like I watched Mr. Hand videos and shit like that. Like right. I thought fucked up shit on the internet was fucking hilarious. It's just that in hindsight, I don't know. I've lost that part of myself. Like mm-hmm. where my humor still is childish, I always try to put a different type of spin on it. But I do get that. So yeah. you think they're like, all right, what about you, Ailey? Well, in regards to the child nudity, I found it odd that it was perfectly acceptable to show yep. the male penis on the children but the girls in the korean spot episode always had the clouds over their lower half you never really that's see that's because they were probably thinking that's just yeah. a little bit too far right. everybody's except, got boobs you can laugh at that you except know? the episode where jesse like meets her vagina but that's more of like a 
like a cartoony depiction and mm-hmm. you don't really ever yeah. see it on her body. It's like a screen it's in. It's a personification. Right, exactly. So I 100% so I, think that if I, they would have done it, people would have thought that was I think they would have went batshit crazy, but I want to know what the difference is. Like it's still so, genitalia on a child, but I think it didn't bother me because I know that it's an adult that's voicing this character and it's not meant to be... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Like it's not meant to be... Well, I think taken in that way, I guess. Like I'm in my mind. So there's shows like uh, My Hero Academia that in careful we haven't gotten any spoilers. No, I know season two. I'm just saying, like, (laughs) in even though like it's kind of self aware, self aware in the fact that it like makes fun of fan service. Yeah. Oh yeah, with the way that they draw some of the, the fucking girl characters, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So it's just like this is everywhere. Yeah. And this show, I think. It serves a purpose because I remember when I was in like third or fourth grade, there was a girl in my class that was fully developed, like looked like a woman. Jesus. And she, we were good friends. She slept like, I mean, was having a period and everything, like looked like a woman. She would sleep over at my house. And the first time I saw her naked, like similar to the scene between Andrew and Nick, I felt some type of way about myself. Right. Because I was a beam pole. I was 105 pounds up until I graduated high school. Like (laughs) I, I just was... Yeah. So I had I was surrounded by these womanly figures, and you do from time to time see somebody else naked that's your age or even older, yep. and it just kind of like I don't. To, sorry, <laughs> I keep hitting this damn thing. So to me, it was like it it served a purpose versus like oh I just want to shock my audience and yeah. make them uncomfortable. So that's what right. I was. Yeah. So kind of the point that I guess I'm getting at is that um one I think that nudity in general is weird but like a naked body is just a blank slate until it's given context right and as long as like you're not showing some naked cartoon kid in a fucking sexual manner because we've all seen bart simpson's dick in the fucking movie right right you know it, then they, then it's not sexual and then that's not a problem right and i'm not saying that fucking sick people aren't going to watch the show and be like oh this is exactly what i wanted because those fucking sick people are out there right and that applies to any other show people probably seen yeah. like the sansa rape scene and felt some kind of great way about that because they're fucking that's how they are yeah but that doesn't mean that showing something like that is out of context and with that it seems like when they do get to the episode like when nick is seeing giant talking penises everywhere that that is one yes for a joke but also not quite for the shock i don't know you know what i mean like it's like here's this joke we drew a bunch of dicks and everyone now is a giant dick and they're talking but like never like um oh it's um i don't know it's 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 like it's not just for the shock it it was more like like a an outward reflection of how he was feeling about himself exactly instead of just shock humor right and also i think they never show they never show any of the kids like naked from the waist down in context when you see andrew's penis it's a close-up too Mm -hmm. so like Uh, i just watched that episode when he gets pantsed when he's on the zip line yeah yeah, you're right Mm -hmm. and he gets pantsed i mean he is just kind of like hanging there in the open all right so that you are right yeah but I mean, going back to that, like, I, I did think it was odd, like, just after watching the episode, I was like, it's odd that they could show the male child's penis in cartoon form, but not. I think it's the not. same reason why they'll show a penis in, in a, you know, in a movie. A, a, well, a health textbook. Right. But, but not, not an actual. Because it's written by men and vaginas make some men feel Very weird. uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, there are people that I went to high school with that were like, they thought the clitoris was like a Pokemon. So oh, my God. Because they just don't talk about How it. How old are you, God? Like, I mean, <laughs> honestly, this is like. 18 19 year old people that like don't know what the female yeah. anatomy actually like entails like right. yeah. i think it's super taboo think, in our culture yeah. I, I was oh, a little I bit agree. like Haley, where like i sought out that information especially because once i want to say shit how this would have been like junior high school definitely i had the internet and like mm-hmm. i kind of got all the references and all the jokes and i was like like from the south park movie when stan's trying to find the clitoris so obviously i google what that shit is like i just started right. picking up this information on my own which did lead me down some dark corners of the internet but i mean <laughs> i still came out all right on the other end and it's like um i think with like the korean spy episode that that's like an important episode they have the whole entire song about like look at all these right. different women's bodies and like it's just that it's just a fucking body like there's mm-hmm. no wrong way to have right. a body and like people were fine with it but like when people saw jesse's vagina people freaked out on the internet there was a lot of spots on the internet talking about like netflix is just making kid porn now like this is shit and like people don't like they're like, missing the like the point behind it all yeah so yeah i have a little news flash here go for it did you guys hear about how the united nations is banning any type of art that includes anything that could look like sexual depiction of children that would include big mouth my hero academia all sorts of anime, etc. This was contributed by one of our subscribers. 
Mm. Okay. Harder questions. We didn't actually know about that. I did not know about no, that. This I didn't. Is, how do you guys feel about that? I mean, I, if it's one hundred percent in a sexual way, then yeah, yeah, it doesn't need to be shown. If mm-hmm. it's My Hero Academia, isn't it's not like they're shown in sexual ways. It's like fan service. They're like, look, I, this fucking person has giant cartoony boobs. Right. So I don't know. That it's, shit still kind of sits wrong with me. Yeah. Because every time I watch My Hero, I'm like, damn, she's hiding in my brain. It's like, you're supposed to be like fifteen. Like, what the fuck? So. Yeah. Yeah. And but I, yeah. they shouldn't ban it. They should regulate it in a way that makes sense so that they're not banning like actual art. Like Big Mouth does not need to be banned. No. It should be banned because it's unfunny more than anything else. <laughs> I, I feel like there's the wording of that should would have to be so complex and so complicated to kind of clearly determine and define what is and is not okay. Because right. even as we are having this conversation amongst ourselves and it's just four yeah. people here, we really don't know. So it's like, are they going to start banning like the the images of cherubs? Exactly. Right. Yeah, right? I mean, exactly. It's like, how far is that going to go? Because yeah. it's, it's, it's a little naked baby with wings. Right. Yeah. That's right. What I'm I think it's like it's one of those things uh, where and the guy who quoted it, he was an asshole and he was being a fuckboy, but he was like, I don't know smut when I. He's like, I don't. I can't define smut, but I know it when I see it. And mm-hmm. it's like, look, I can't tell you what's inappropriate until like I'm looking at. It. I'm like, well, that's fucking inappropriate. Like unless you describe what it is, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So you can't just. It's it's one of those things where it can't just be like a blanketed statement. There's fucking nuance to the conversation. Right. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Because um, when I was looking at like the when you were like have your notes ready for this the one scene when you're like the child nudity did it go too far and in my mind since it does like serve a purpose like the first thing that came to my mind was like cherubs yeah and it's like if you google cherubs and you go to google images you're going to be see some babies with wings and dicks like, yeah yep. and that was considered like top tier renaissance art that right? is a good yeah. band name wings and dicks <laughs> so it'll be like the hooters for men <laughs> Uh, that would be called like uh, let's get a Hooters name. Mm. I think it's called Roosters. Dachshunds? Oh, Roosters, not yeah. Dachshunds. I was thinking Dachshunds. All right, so here's another one. They're wiener dogs. Hey, Humpty Dumpty, last one to rub my front is a rotten egg. You rotten egg. Well, Ansel Lola and Andrew preparing for some good old fashioned dry humping, which feels awful, <laughs> just around the board. So this question is: Did any one of us act out when we were at a young age? Hmm. Which character on the show do you relate to the most? And how were you? How were you? That doesn't make sense. How were you when you were young? Were you a little shit heel, or did you like? And did you ever get to talk? We already did the "did you get to talk" part, but like, yeah, yeah. were you one of those like rambunctious, loud ass, fucking wilding out, throwing chairs and shit, or were you chill as fuck? My parents were so lucky with me. Yeah. I didn't do anything wrong. Like. I mean, I might have copped an attitude here and there, like just normal puberty stuff, but like I didn't drink underage. I didn't sneak out. Like I've mentioned before, like I was a big, huge nerd. I was very into school and learning and I had a job from the time I was 14 to present day. Like I've always had this work ethic and I wanted to be out of the house and better myself. You know, like I come from a divorced family and history of drug and alcohol abuse and things like that. And I just kind of wanted to be completely opposite of how I saw things growing up. And so I just kind of grinded it out. Yeah. Right. You know, like some kids go like down the same path as their parents and and not in a positive way. And I just wanted to be the opposite of that. So like I always had a job. I was, like I said earlier in the AP classes, you know, like I was very studious and I mean, I did, you know, like, have sex probably way too young and I you know I know that now but uh I I mean I think that was really the worst thing that I did but I was very open and honest with my parents when they confronted me about it and they were like super sneaky oh they were like real hard well I mean they were like hey like we just have been noticing like some things like what's going on and I was like oh yeah like I went to Planned Parenthood on my own like I got birth control and at first my mom was really mad and my dad was like how can you be mad at her for being responsible like a super fucking adult like I mean you know and then it was just kind of you know that was really the worst thing I did as a kid was uh, I think one time I snuck a boy into my room yeah. like after my parents had gone to bed and then I felt so guilty about it I didn't do it again after that because I was scandalous well, you know <laughs> so um, since we're talking about sneaking in, I was in so it was about junior high for me. I started going through the change at like 11. But like junior high was when like I started like hanging out with girls and stuff and doing all those things. And there was this girl who lived downstairs from me who 
her whole entire family life was fucked up in hindsight. But she was like, you should come over before school. And I was like, for what? She's like, what do you think? And I was like, well, I got ideas, but who knows? (laughs) Turns out I was correct. But like I was just I was doing stuff like that. Like I had like girlfriends when I definitely shouldn't have. There'd be we stayed in these apartment complexes and like we'd have half days and like all the kids would just like get together and hang out and have like these like little fucking parties that were definitely not cool. But like they were still fun. We like girls would be like, hey, my dad's out of town. We'd come over. And there was this one time in November when this girl who was like my girlfriend, who um, <laughs> I talked about her a couple of weeks ago, actually, on the last podcast, because she's seen me in some precarious situations as an adult. And it's never been fun. But I went over to her house and her mom was out of town and it was cold as shit. It was November. And I had on this jersey and I had on these boots. And so, like, I'm at her house and I was like, hey. wait, was that it? Was that all you had? No, on? no, no. Like, I had on, <laughs> we'll see the jersey and boots become important later on. So, oh, okay, okay. Uh, and I'm like, hey, like, let me rub on your back and like this and that. And like, you know, like I cop a fill and we hang out and like kiss and all that. But nothing else happened. She's like, yeah, you should go home. I'm like, all right, that's reasonable. And then I go home. My mom's like, hey, where were you at? And I was like, oh, I was outside down the street with David and Brandon. We we're sitting like outside chilling. And she like walks up to me and puts her hand on my chest. She's like, your shirt's not cold. And she steps on my shoes. She goes, your shoes ain't cold. Where you been at? No, I was like, <laughs> damn, mom coming in hot with the reasoning. I was like, oh shit! I was like, well, uh, uh, you know, I mean, after I saw David and Brandon, she was like, David and Brandon just came by looking for you. Like, <gasps> where you been at? She's like, what girl's house was you at? And I was like, all oh, right, she got you paid. Yeah, I was yep. like, well, you got me. So, <laughs> and then I was just like on punishment like for a while. But yeah, and you know, so that was me as a kid. No, none of the drinking. Oh, a uh, little bit of weed smoking. My next door neighbors. My next, my one of my best friends, he lived with his like older cousin who was a drug dealer. So we just smoked weed in the house and like no one knew. Mm-hmm. Also, those drug dealers gave terrible advice on ladies. <laughs> so, mom, dad, if you watch the channel or listen to this podcast, stop now. Um, Front of the mic, Hannah. Oh, there you shit. go. <laughs> Can you hear this? Is this yeah, yeah. Perfect. Um, so I was awful. Um, both me and and both of my sisters sucked. Uh, my mom, I, my, I don't know how I'm alive at this point because uh, they're just <laughs> off the wall shit. I would sneak out all the time. Like one of my best friends growing up, her parents were alcoholics. So it's like Friday through like Sunday until like 7 p.m. They were fucking gone. So that's the spot to be. Yeah, that that was the spot. And I a lot of my friends were like really had no business hanging out with me. They were like significantly older than I was. And like the high school I went to was, is still called to this day, the dirty Irv. <coughs> like not an exaggeration. People either did drugs or sold drugs. Like I still chit chat with my geometry teacher sometimes. Cause I'm like, Hey man, help me with my math homework. Um, they're putting like cameras outside of like the bathroom doors now to see who goes in and out because people are like fucking in the stalls. Yeah. Like the Sounds halls like smell Davis. like weed. Like it was just, it was, so I, I was up to a lot of really bad shit. And um, that's why, like, a lot of these characters, I think I can also, like, really relate to. Yeah, I um, feel that. From, like, Jessie, that one time that she, like, tried to run away. Like, I did that. Yeah. Um, the, what was it they did? Uh, what about when they did the edibles with the, uh, the dad's edibles? Oh, yeah. So there is there is some drug use, too. <laughs> Um, underage drinking, like party, like it was, yeah. I was an animal. Never really got into underage drinking. No, I smoked same. some weed, but never really got into the drinking. I, yeah. I've still never smoked weed. Yeah? I just, I don't know. I know, I know. I'm hey, not a prude or anything. Don't worry, you're I'm not, not missing out on too No, much. I'm not judgment. against anybody who, you know, does these recreational activities, things like that. Like I, well, my some of my best drugs. friends, you know, are, you know, do edibles and smoke weed like pretty regularly. And it doesn't bother me. It just was never my shtick you know like mm-hmm. i just teach their own right yeah. yeah and i mean like i grew up seeing it in my house mm-hmm. you know like not my mom but you know from my dad sorry dad but like uh it, and it just it didn't appeal to me because i saw like the effect it has on you like as a very young child so i'm seeing my adult dad mm-hmm. stuck in our bathroom and can't get out because he's tripping <laughs> on acid and the flowers on the wallpaper are oh, attacking him and won't let him out the door and i'm just like uh i you know i just can't Hard i can't that. yeah you know what i mean and like he did more things than that but like it just things that i remember that he doesn't even know that i saw because he was tripping you know what i mean and it was just like that was like my impression of drugs and alcohol as a child like i'm talking from the age of four <laughs> on up so it was oh, yeah. just kind of like eh. so it makes sense a, that you really wouldn't want to while out when you're like right well i mean and i saw my dad get taken to jail several times i saw my stepmom get taken to jail because she's also a recovering drug addict alcoholic and uh, you know my dad thankfully has been sober almost 10 years now yeah, I'm very proud no of him hold on yep. that, that, that deserves one of these absolutely amazing Every day's a challenge. 
but uh you know so it was just kind of like it, there was like that fear factor there that i think a lot of kids don't have because they don't mm-hmm. really see it i mean i think a lot of kids see it in their homes but like i saw it to a different degree of no, like, like I, w- I would agree with that like yeah the only my i've seen my mother drunk one time uh she had gotten home from like some pipe fitters ball with my dad uh my older sister her friend and i were in her bed watching a movie and she comes in and she's like i love you guys so much and leaned down and like accidentally kissed my sister's friend on the mouth when she was aiming for my forehead (laughs) and that's the only time i've ever saw my parents fucked up but like my best friend growing up very similar situation to you and she was just like vehement and i'm on the wrong side of the mic she was uh, just like vehemently against it so no that, yeah. that absolutely makes sense but uh, yeah. market yeah, what about you personal choice for me i, I did, did have a similar experience even though not to that extent with the uh, abuse uh, of alcohol in my family and that made me kind of like not um want to do that a lot and uh as far as drugs go i feel like in the czech republic we don't have that much exposure the different substances, or at least I didn't have. I don't know. I'm, I'm from a small town, and uh, I don't know if you know if you grow up in Prague or Brno, you, you get. Um, Brno does have a bit of a heroin problem. Oh I yeah, do. I know. I, I'm I'm aware of that, but I feel like all of that, all of those communities are just so secluded from, like, if you were born, if you that's something like you have to be either born into or actively seek out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not like something that would happen to you in a regular like high school setting. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Like my exposure was different than most kids' exposure. So like weed and like pills was like this cool forbidden thing, you know, that everybody yeah. wanted to try because they knew it was uh, wrong, but they didn't know why. Yeah, yeah. So for us, we had a very extensive like awareness, drug awareness program in my school. Mm-hmm. And like I saw some like really disgusting pictures of people when i was very very young like maybe nine ten yeah so i knew that's drugs like that those pictures they stay in my mind right. and i that equal well, drug to me so i just they even uh in the show when um jesse does her dad's drugs like they have a mm-hmm. good time but there's a point where they kind of start to freak out and then when the mom finds out she uses that as an impetus to further the divorce and get the dad out of the house right not because the dad is a bad dad but he is 100 percent irresponsible and like Absolutely. if you've got weed yeah. your kids can get to it i mean it's fuck you it's the equivalent of having like a gun out because like you can ruin a kid's life like that too right. by getting them just used to taking substances and shit like that instead of jesse coping with the problems that she has she starts fucking doing weed and shit like that and acting out and they get like drunk on the cotton candy cotton candy, cotton brandy. Cotton candy yeah. brandy and like shit like that like i mean so that that kind of experimenting when excuse me i'm gonna burp it's sick <laughs> i can still hear it sick i know Sorry. you muted your I, I muted myself to protect everyone from that it, it didn't it didn't oh God, never again um <laughs> So what I was saying was, is that like with them experimenting with the cotton candy brandy, that seems like, okay, we need to have a talk about this, but it's not fucked up. But with Jesse, like literally self-medicating with marijuana, cause she doesn't right. fucking deal with her own reality. That's mm-hmm. why it starts leading to her in the depression and right. all that, yeah. which, you know, it's fucked up. I'll right. press another button now. Um, I have a question though. Go for um, it before I press the button. It's a bit unrelated, but uh, I've been waiting for a while to ask that. Sure. So uh, it's from Falcon X, E-X-A, E-X-E. What do you think about the pornography? Because I believe us millennials are brainwashed from watching it and also seeing people as objects. What do you think? Is it bad? I actually did want to touch on this. Oh, well, that's good because yeah. I actually have a lot of things to already say about this and I didn't even write notes. Um, so I saw a TED Talk years ago and this really kind of stuck with me. Um, so this guy, he's he's talking about how he gets home from work. He sits down on the couch and he's chit-chatting with his wife and there's a show playing in the background, The Voice. And he just thinks it's the dumbest show ever. And so he's there for probably all of like 45 seconds to, you know, a minute. He gets up and he gets in the shower. And he, he looks to the crowd and he's like, and you know what? When I was in the shower, I thought about what song I would sing. The show that I didn't even care about impacted me in such a, enough yeah. that I kept thinking about it. And I think our industry, like, labiaplasty is on the rise. Because, Which is oh, yeah. yeah, because people think like, oh, this Anna, is... Anna, please uh, explain to the audience what that is. Labiaplasty is um, basically when, so your labia is uh, like the, the external the part, part that looks like a flower. <laughs> the petals. Well, there's internal and yeah. external, yeah. and they serve like a very important 
purpose. Yeah. So the external labia, um, this is when it is trimmed or modified. People even go as far as to like bleach it to give it that, you know, pretty pink pornographic look. Right. That is so mainstream in our society now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. In the UK, it's really big right now, too. There's actually a show on Netflix about it called Botched Bodies. And on the the first episode, and you know, I'm in the medical field and I find things like that fascinating. And I was just kind of like casually watching it, but not like really paying attention. And it Mm -hmm. said something about labiaplasty is on the rise. Excuse me. Oh, it's in the UK. And uh, it showed like a botched labiaplasty Mm -hmm. and she was completely mutilated. And so she's going to have it repaired basically, which, Mm -hmm. you know, you can trim, but you can't put it back as easily as you can trim. Yeah. You know, you you can modify it more easily when you have something to work with when versus Mm -hmm. when you don't. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, as a guy, I watched a lot of porn, even like as a youngster and like growing up. And then eventually I started hearing about like how people would, how the expectations you had in sex were all being built off of the things that you watched in porn, Mm -hmm. which were true. And I was like, oh, well, that's fucked up. So then I started changing the expectations and then also changing the things that I watch. And right now, if you're on the Internet, there's a whole entire movement of ethical porn. One of the reasons why porn is the way that it is is because we no longer pay for it. So that means that people aren't putting any care or any thought into it really with the way that it's being made because... Like anything else, it's an art form, and even though it's an art form for you to fucking jerk off to or rub one out to or what the fuck ever, like, it still could be handled in a certain way. So there's websites online where people make porn very specifically for the enjoyment of everybody and to kind of show you the actual realistic nature in which things. So less porn and more, like, erotica, which is kind of the movement people need to be taking. The Mm -hmm. only downside is that it costs money, but you should be paying for things like this because, like, they help you to shape the way that you think. And then also, if you're paying for it, you probably won't watch as much. That's true. Yeah. That's for the guys out there and the ladies who watch too much porn too. Right. Well, um, because this is another reason why I also, uh, because one of the things that I read is that people thought like the pornscape in the show went too far. And I honestly thought that was a really accurate because it's like, even now I know so many, I mean, primarily grown men that have a porn addiction. Oh yeah. And absolutely. it, It is, I mean, people that, you know, just like Andrew said, you know, I got tired of the single, you know, adult peer porn. I needed a group like it just escalates yeah. because over and it gets time, weirder and weirder and yeah. weirder. And the next mm-hmm. thing you know, you're in a fucking hole. Yeah. Right. You just get so desensitized. And especially I, I think in a lot of ways, like that's problematic for a lot of reasons, because you have like uh, when what is it called when you're the doctor? Not when you're not the doctor. What is it called when your dick doesn't get hard? Oh, ED. yeah, erectile yes. dysfunction. dysfunction. So yeah. you have erectile dysfunction. You have um, portrayal of like violence against women. Yeah. You have these unrealistic standards that are being peddled in regards to like beauty and what a, a, a woman should look like. Yeah. So yeah. it and I over it, time you have people that. They start treating their partners poorly. They stop taking care of themselves and it just yeah. does spiral out until you have. And like kind of like a, a spin off of that is like they a lot of younger impressionable men only respect women that look a certain type yeah. of way. And mm-hmm. Hannah and I had both shared this on Facebook and I was like, say it louder for the people in the back when she shared it. It's like they only respect the in their minds what the the beautiful women are the yeah. the perfect bodies the the big breasts the curves uh skinny only respecting you know, women you're attracted to right. is not respecting women exactly and yeah. that's a, that's yeah. exactly what yes, the post I read said the same thing. and it, yeah. it it kind of speaks to that because it's like you said it's an unrealistic portrayal of what womanhood is what womanhood is and what it is to be a woman and and also the female sexuality exactly yeah so i guess the next question is has porn helped our society or hurt it well one second before we get to that because i have to press all these buttons so (laughs) as we're talking about this and yes we should totally answer that question because we're going on a good train here but i'm gonna press this button regardless i'm still figuring out what i want to send back Ooh, ooh, ooh. Tell them to send a dick pic. Girls love that. Especially when it comes out of nowhere with zero <laughs> context. So the question is, has porn helped our society? Uh, that's a yes and a no. Yeah, it's a, a weird gray area. Yeah. Because uh, newsflash, can... guys, women do not like unsolicited dick pics or any type of pic of your naked body. Or unsolicited most anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, totally. So, uh, yeah, I kind of think that uh, there has been... Some there, whatever goods have come to porn are probably way out trumped by the bads that have come to it. The movie Ron John was out a while back. I don't know if you guys remember that. It's with um, um, John. Oh my God, 
uh, fucking Robin from Batman. Remember, but but like the new Batman. Oh, what's his name? I he was in Five Hundred Days of Summer. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Motherfucker. Okay, I know that. Mm-hmm. I know who you're talking about. All right, so that guy, he's a porn addict, and then like his uh, girlfriend is Scarlett Johansson, and she's like, "Oh, you're probably jerking off to." And for whatever reason, okay. they're like madly Italian, and then he meets like this older lady who's like, "Hey." Stop jerking off of that bullshit and let me show you, like, the real world over here. And then, like, you know, he gets some education. And so, I mean, I think that, like, you if you seek out the good in porn, you can find it. Mm-hmm. But if you just go with what porn is offering you already, there's a lot of shit to shovel through. And a lot of weird fucking stuff that does not exactly portray. Like, a lot of it's extreme. Or a right. lot of it really is. And, and well, you got to get that out. Yeah, wait, wait. Over, like, I think it's mostly bad. Because you have kids that don't have critical thinking skills, that can't decipher the good Absolutely. from the bad, that start consuming this at a really young age. And I think, you know, whether you're a boy or a girl, like, oh, everything okay? Oh, yeah, no, no, you're good. I'm, we're listening. Oh. I'm just making sure everything's running smooth. <laughs> we appreciate um, that. Because, uh, like, I remember when I started getting curious about sex and I started getting curious about my body and I'm seeing all of these people around me that look totally different than I am. Now, porn has never, like, gratified me in any way, but there was a point in time where I looked into it for, like, research purposes. Yeah. Right. From a you want to re- see what the hype's all about. Well, not even that. It's like, I just came from a really religious family. We didn't talk about this stuff. Yeah. I right. didn't know anything really about you know, sex or, you know, how my body works. And I'm thinking, okay, like porn, like everybody talks about this. <laughs> and I, I legitimately thought like, okay, this could be a source of like education for me. And, you know, after about just even a few months of looking into this stuff, I started feeling really, really bad. About but, yourself or? Well, kind of the sense of like being dirty in general, but mostly bad about myself because yeah. it's just going back to, you know, what we touched on earlier, I didn't look like any of those women. Right. I didn't, not at all. And I felt some type of way about it. And nudity and sex is so I, taboo in America that like, yeah. you, all you get is this cookie cutter yeah. image. And the, I also think that besides just like, the way actresses and actors look um, in porn, there's also the act part where yeah. you're just kind of like you kind of feel like you have to pretend to like something. Yeah, like it's right. kind of it's kind of like putting that expectation on you that like oh this is how it's done. Okay. I mean, yeah. when I started having sex, I was like, this doesn't sound like porn. Right, yeah. right. Like, it's unrealistic expectations wrong? of what sex is as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And I think it encourages a lot of women to be performative rather yes. than actually communicate That's with their partner. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Truth. So yeah. with that being said, we're about to reach that hour mark and AJ is waiting outside to be let in. So I think what we're going to do next is some call-ins. So guys, we're going to wrap up this conversation. I'm going to push a few more buttons and then we're going to have <laughs> a talk about our favorite uh, inanimate people on the show. And then we're going to do some call-ins. So if you want to be called in, if you want to come and talk with us, you need to go to our Discord and then you need to get inside of the voice channel called The Q. That's what you got to do. Go to our Discord, get inside of the voice channel called The Q, and we're going to answer some questions, maybe like two or three. So with that being said, I'm going to press this last button, second to last button, and we're going to keep it on going. We shall reach up that little pygmy's ass and pull out his heart. <laughs> his ass heart. She said we're going to reach up that pygmy's ass and pull out his ass heart. She was mad. What? She, she was <laughs> mad. A lot of rage. Connie so, was mad. With that being said, uh, I want to talk about season two, mm-hmm. and we're going to wrap this up. This one doesn't have to be super in-depth, but um, I kind of really enjoyed the depiction of the shame wizard. Yes. yes. I, I, yeah. I dug that a lot because back then, like, just fucking buckets of shame. Now I'm a terrible adult who doesn't <laughs> have any shame, shame, but, like, I, like, that shit jived. I was like, this makes a lot of fucking sense. Yeah. Because like, you would, it, <laughs> there's so much to say without going too far. I won't say any of it, but... If you're a, if you're a young dude, occasionally you jerk off to something and then right afterwards feel really weird about it, and that's the shame wizard fucking with you. Yep, definitely. What about you guys? Uh, what about Depression Kitty or Connie? Like shame wizard? Like did any of those extra su- super side? Not Connie because she's a main, but any of those side characters that are like these uh, feelings and emotions? Did you guys like drive with any of that? Um, I really Depression Kitty. I yeah, think absolutely was, was a big one for me, and. Uh, I think especially as, you know, another reason why I think this show's important. Now, even though I don't think it's, I to clarify, it's not a kid's show, but if kids totally do kid watch show. it, I do think 
they will learn something. And right. one of the things that like, in addition to not really understanding what was happening in my body emotionally, I also didn't really have like the language for it. So when I did have those days when I'm a teenager and my body is trying to kill itself, or at least that's what it <laughs> felt like. Sure, yeah. Um, and I couldn't get out of bed. Like that just, you know, that's real for a lot of people. And I don't think, you know, people ever really talk about that, especially right. when we're kids, because it's like, you're a kid. What the fuck do you have to be sad about? Bitch, a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So ending. Depression Kitty, I'm kind of glad Jesse didn't stay there. I was starting to get worried for her. But like, yeah. mm-hmm. I also like Depression Kitty's depiction of like just laying on top of her. and just Yeah. Like, yeah I mean, it's heavier, like, heavier, heavier, heavier. I mean, it heavier. literally like feels like that. Like the weight, like it's just, it's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. People I would have liked an, 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 an anxiety albatross, maybe. That would have that set well with <laughs> I me. I mean, yeah. We definitely need a whole <laughs> separate character albatross. for anxiety, <laughs> yeah. for sure. You got to wear the albatross around your neck. But, oh, my, uh, God. oh, my God. So I want to say that some of the things that are in this show, like the depression kitty, are just so spot on. And, like, it's just such a good allegory that when I look at the other things, I'm just like, how? Like, that's, there was this one episode. There's this, like, I think it's the second with the with the bleeding yeah everybody bleeds oh the ladybug yeah. you're gonna talk with about the, the ladybug with the, with the fucking ladybug like why that was just like like hey this this joke was like you like you reached a peak and then they're just trying to go like they're just trying to cross the peak but all they do for me is just like brown yeah like, fall flat mm-hmm. it's like that bug was just like there for no reason it's just it's just like those are the little things about this show that i'm that i just can't get yeah kind of mm-hmm. over yeah and like it makes my like Watching the show, it makes me kind of like, eh, like I could do something better with my time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we are going to attempt to take a call. Marquette, right. will you please open up uh, Discord? Uh, we have currently Amanda B on the line. Cool, Amanda. Right, no, no, no. Let me, let me do it. No. That's what? We are it. here. We are there. That's right? not how we do it. Hi, Amanda. You never told we, me how to I do know. it. I was trying to show you. That's why I kept you down there. All right, Amanda B, you're currently on with us. If you'd give us a little bit of vocal feedback, we can know if it's working. Hello. Oh, Hello. my God. What Hold up? On. Hello, Amanda B. How are you doing? <laughs> Hello. Hello. You're on with the normies. Uh, is there anything you want to say about <laughs> Big Mouth or the horrors of puberty in general? Okay. I think there's a lag. Yeah. Uh, well, I've actually not seen the show, but um, we were talking kind of about the um, like sex ed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm. It's uh, there's like delay. Oh yeah, I, I know the delay's a little hard to kind of deal okay. with. But go uh, on, tell us about so what you wanted to say. I actually went to a private school, um, and in like fifth grade, I think is when we had the split of the genders, and it, I just remember it being really silly because we had like this like bug project, and then because they were evolving, we then talked about how we evolve. <laughs> um. But I also had parents who were never afraid to talk about those things, Mm -hmm. which I know for some religious people, that's not normal, especially because I had my dad as my youth director. And so literally every summer from like seventh grade till I was a senior in high school, we had the youth group talks of sex and ed, alcohol and peer pressure. And so my father was talking to all of us about these things every single summer. <laughs> so I guess I was kind of a, I guess, even though it was religious conversations, um, I really kind of knew what was going on with those things. And I was actually quite innocent. We were talking in the chat. I didn't have my first kiss till I was 21. Um, uh-huh. I didn't really date in high school, I only really dated in college, and there's a lot of things that um, now, as my job working with high school students, my goodness, the more stuff they know now <laughs> than I did. Scary. Yeah, they're well educated. So, yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. Thank you so that much. That was solid. Would anybody else like to? Who else you got? You want to drag somebody else down? We have Barney Chuckle on the so, line. What do I do with the man? I'm gonna show you. I'm coming over. Oh, she's she's gone. She's gone. Oh, well, I'm just drag Barney on down. Barney Hello, Chuckle, Barney. You're, you're currently on. on with the normies. Is there anything you want to say about Big Mouth? 
Oh, hello. What hello. up? It's good to hear your hello. voice. Never heard oh, it before. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's not a nice voice. Oh my god, is that <laughs> Britishness? It is. Oh, I love yeah, it. it is. You know what? You, you know how much Americans love your accent, so you get you get one of these. You, you, yeah, there you go. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, what do you yeah, want to say? I guess. Well, I mean, the voice is a big thing because I remember I was probably about twelve or thirteen. And it was in a drama class. Oh, there we go. There we go. Um, it was the first time that my voice sort of publicly oh, cracked. Oh, yeah. 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 And it was just so so mortifying. Mm-hmm. And just being like, oh, no. Why is this happening to me? I'm right there with why, you, man. Why is no one else noticing this? Or why is it ha- not happening to anyone else? It's kind of a part about uh, growing up as a guy that I completely forgot, but I was in choir and I used to, we used to get to leave class and go do choir. So it was an exciting like privilege to be like, oh, we're going to go do, we got to sing for the governor's wife. And I remember it was fifth grade and I was trying to sing and this girl, Victoria was like, Chris Johnson's voice is cracking. He's going through puberty. He can't be in choir anymore. And he fucking sent me back to class. Oh. <laughs> oh. So did they let you get through your drama class or what happened, man? Yeah, so we were in a circle and we were doing this activity where we had to sort of clap our hands and then say a body part. I mean, oh. a ridiculous game, but <laughs> my my word was knee, and so I just sort of belted it out. It's like knee. Uh, <laughs> we are the knights that say knee. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Nice. Well, that is oh, well played. That is rough. It's embarrassing, but like I, I, I feel you. That is a that's a pain I know all too well. Yeah. All right. Well, Don't thanks, have Barney. Anybody else in the queue right now? Thank you so much, Barney. Hell yeah, man! Thank thanks for time. So, guys, with that being said, that's the end of the podcast. Uh, it's been real. You know, it's been Valentine's Day, so we've been or Valentine's Day was a couple of days ago, but we've been talking about all these different things. And today we talked about Big Mouth, and we talked about the change. And it was a good time. So uh, thanks. Let us know what you think about it. And we're totally going to do more of this. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Peace.